This is the Family Second Program. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Family Second Program. I am so excited to be with you today. I am excited about the word God has given to me. I know you've listened uh, before and you've heard the great uh, thing that unity does in your family, but today we are going to dive. Everybody say dive. That's right. We're going to dive into the word and into Proverbs. That's right. For the next few weeks, we are going to dive into Proverbs because we need wisdom and understanding in our family. And that was, that's what Proverbs teaches. So I want you to stay with me. I want you to learn with me. I want you to grow with me because that's why we're here. We're here to grow and encourage the family of God. It all starts in the family. And when we encourage and lift up the family, and when the family comes together and spiritually goes the same way in unity, then we can help this world out in everything uh, that we can do for that. And we can help the church out. Because guess what? I said it before. That's right. The family is just a microcosm of what the church should look like. So we need help. We need some help in our families. That's right. And we need to encourage fathers. We need to encourage mothers. We also need to encourage children. That's right. Lift them up and everything we do today. So I'm excited about these next coming weeks weeks in the book of Proverbs. You know, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I try, I don't sometimes succeed sometimes, of reading a proverb every day, a chapter in Proverbs, because there's 31, and sometimes there's 31 days in the month. So every month I try to read the book of Proverbs, and I have just been blessed uh, beyond anything uh, reading about wisdom. Sometimes it doesn't sink in the first time I read it, so that's why I reread it and reread it and reread it (laughs) again and again. It's important that we do that. It's important that we learn the word and read the word. You know, um, I was talking to my dad the other day and he was telling me how my mom is just finishing her 24th time reading through the Bible, which is awesome. I know some of us, we read the Bible in a year, but uh, one thing my mom does is she actually studies uh, the Word. She just doesn't read you know, her three chapters a day and that's it, but she actually um, reads it out loud to my dad. It's funny uh, seeing her do that sometimes, but she just reads it out loud to him, but she also studies uh, the Word and takes time to let it sink into her heart, let it sink into her mind and so it can she can hide it into her heart. And that's what we want to do as fathers and mothers today. We want to, that Word to sink into our hearts. That's why I'm here. And I want to encourage you. I want to equip you first uh, with the word of God. Then I want to give you an encounter with the Holy Spirit so we, uh, the Holy Spirit can bless you through what you've learned. Uh, and then we want to activate. We want to make sure we do that. We want to activate our faith because you know what? We we have to teach our families wisdom and understanding uh, from the book of Proverbs. And that's what it teaches because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that what, what you learn from your father and mother, it says this, okay, will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. You know, when you teach your children understanding and when you teach your children uh, wisdom, you're actually adorning them with precious jewels. Wow, that is awesome. Okay. Uh, you know, you're not doing it in the physical realm, but you're doing it in the invisible realm uh, where God fights for you and his angels fights for you. So that's what we want to do. We want to adorn them with wisdom. We want to clothe them uh, with understanding. And so that's what we get from the book of Proverbs. And so we're going to be there today. So today, everybody say today, today. 
That's right. We are going to come from Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. And uh, I'm going to read it to you right now, so listen up. If you got your Bibles out, just go ahead and get it out. If you're in your car listening, just give me an exciting shout. Shout out! That's right. I'm excited you're with me. It says this in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, there are two words in these verses uh, I just read that are very significant. The words do and the word seek. Now, the word do, everybody say do. That's right. Don't. Don't put two do's together because that's just gross. Okay. All right. Uh, now, the word do is from the Hebrew word. Now, remember, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, so we need to uh, sometimes study what the original meaning of each word was. So the word do in the, is from the Hebrew word derek, D-E-R-E-K, and literally is ways. Okay. And it means a road, a course, or a mode of action. Now, this suggests specific opportunities a person may encounter on a reoccurring basis. Now, I want you to think right now very hard of what some of those reoccurring opportunities might be in your life. I know you're thinking, okay? Now, it's not those annoying things that you might have in your head some now that you want to get rid of, but it's something that happens constantly. Are you thinking about it? Well, let me tell you what it is, okay? I'm talking about the most common segment of opportunity we experience regularly, and that is, you ready for it? A new day. That's right. Every day the sun rises, that is considered an opportunity. That's right. And here's the thing. It's as if this proverb right here that I just read to you suggests that in all our days, we should acknowledge God. And when we do, that he will direct our paths. Isn't that awesome? That if we just acknowledge him every day we wake up, that uh, when we do that, it says right here, he will direct our paths. And you know, with the same importance uh, is the word seek. Someone, come on, someone say seek. That's right. Now that word comes from the Hebrew word yada. All right, Y-A-D-A. Now, elsewhere in the Bible, yada, all right, I know I'm getting deep here, but later on I get to some practical ways to apply this into your life. So listen up and learn from the Word of God. Elsewhere in the Bible, yada is translated no, okay, which means to know by observation or reflection or firsthand experience. But here is the highest level. Someone say going to another level. That's right. The highest level of yada is direct, intimate contact. Now, this is referring to life-giving intimacy. Okay, so if all your brothers just scratching your head right now going, hmm, what's he talking about? Hmm. You should know what I'm talking about, all right? Life-giving intimacy is usually with your wife, all right? It, yes, it should be with your wife and nobody else, okay? So remember that, but that's life-giving intimacy. So if we apply this uh, to a spiritual context, it, it really suggests an intimacy with God in prayer that conceives and births blessings and victories. Isn't that awesome? I know I know you, you're out there and you want some victories. You want some blessings in your life. And you know what? This right here, yada, okay, direct intimate contact is suggesting that intimacy with God in prayer conceives and births victories and it conceives blessings in your life. So reading again this Proverbs verse, uh, we realize 
that if in all our days we maintain yada, which is direct intimate contact with God, God promises to direct our paths toward fruitful, life-generating endeavors. Now, I know you want everything you do to be life-generating. All right. I know you don't want the doldrum and the, and the sadness in your life to constantly be there. And man, none of this has given me life. But guess what? When we pray and have that intimacy with God, God will give us fruitful life generating endeavors into our life. Isn't that awesome? I think it's awesome. Well, one reason we pray, which is what I just showed you how to really seek uh, intimate prayers to receive from God, what we ask is because so God can answer us. You know, because we need something. You know, we need something. We're we're desperate sometimes when we pray. We we really need something, or we're just uh, we want safety. We want our kids to prosper. We uh, we pray for answers. <laughs> you know, we pray because we want God to answer our prayer and hear us and bless us. But one thing we don't realize about seeking and knowing God in prayer, I think, is found in Jeremiah thirty three three. And it says this in Jeremiah 33, 3, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. It says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Now, we see here that not only will he answer him or answer us, but he will reveal to him or and to us remarkable secrets that could not otherwise be known to anybody. Not even us, not even the smartest person in the world. But if we seek him and ask him, he will reveal these remarkable secrets. Now, there's a lot we can get out of this if we break it down. But for time's sake, I'll give you this, just one thing from this verse. You know, we cannot have effective prayers without insight into how to pray. Also, into what things God truly longs for us to seek after him in prayer. You know, sometimes we seek God uh, and sometimes we're wrong in the way we seek. And God really wants us to learn how to seek after him and how to pray. That's why God taught, that's why Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. He went through the Lord's Prayer and that taught them how to pray and how to, to seek uh, his name and what to pray for. So that's what we need to learn as a family. That's what we need to learn as spiritual leaders in our household. So let me break it down in practical terms, uh, what we as believers and parents should do in prayer. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Now, I'll give you an example, actually, from the early church. I know last week I gave you an example from the early church, and it's very important that we learn how they did things, because they were starting out. They they were starting uh, this church thing out and didn't know a lot of what to do. But seeking God's face, they were blessed with the knowledge and understanding on how uh, to do things in the church. So let's just take an example from the early church in Acts 6, verses 1 through 4. Um, I, I'm going to break it down with you. I'm not going to read it all, but it, it tells us how the uh, apostles uh, in the early church, and the early church was uh, rumbling, there was rumblings, and there was discontent because the Greek-seeking believers complained about the Hebrew-seeking believers, saying that their widows were you know, being discriminated against in, in their daily food distribution. Some of us know how some of those things can get, but the, you know, the 12 called a meeting together and, and it says the apostles, uh, should spend time more in the word and, and, and in prayer, not running a food pro program. So you know what they did? They had a family meeting. That's right. They had a family meeting together and they appointed seven men to take over this food program. So the apostles could have more time in prayer with the word and teaching people the word. Now, what the early church learned is that prayer had to be continuous. 
Someone say continuous. That's right. Why did it have to be continuous? Because spiritual warfare is continuous. It became their first priority because Satan saw the early church's defeat as his first priority. You know what Satan's first priority is today? Is to separate and divide your family, to destroy your family. And that's he has succeeded in a lot of that here in America and throughout the world in defeating what God has brought together. And it's time for us to stand up as fathers, time to, uh, for us to stand up as mothers and defeat Satan in prayer and wisdom and understanding of God's word. So the, the earliest recorded administrative decision after Pentecost was the ministry of prayer with the word as highest in importance. Now, here's the thing. As the church grew, you know, more tasks required more of the apostles' time. Uh, but they realized they needed more prayer, not increased activity. So what did they do? They called a family meeting. Just like I said, chose seven men to do the food pantry ministry so they could focus on prayer and the ministry of the word. You know, God is saying this to you today as your family grows. Now, as it grows numerically or as it, as it grows spiritually or, or physically, there will be more tasks to require your time. But God is saying as spiritual leaders in your household, do not forget how important prayer is. And not just prayer, but continual prayer. Because Satan is continually trying to block the victories God has for you. There are many more examples I could give you out of the Bible of how important prayer is. But one example I want to give you and leave you with is from 2 Kings 19, 8-19, where King Hezekiah had just got a letter from a rival king saying, Your God's nothing. We're going to defeat you. And that was a burden that really weighed on Hezekiah. So you know what Hezekiah did? Symbolically, he laid that letter out that he got from that rival king and he prayed over it. <laughs> wow. That's what he did. And you know what happened? Uh, this is what happened. Hezekiah symbolically did that in the visible realm. You know what? God worked his miracle in the invisible realm. And you know what happened? The Bible says that that night that 185,000 enemy troops were destroyed because Hezekiah took the time to pray and he laid his prayer request out to the Lord. Now, I don't know what some of you need today in your family. It might be a miracle in your finances. Uh, it might be a miracle of healing. It might be a miracle of trust that was broken and needs to be restored. It might be a miracle of abuse that you need to get out of today. Whatever the miracle you need is, we serve a miracle working God. And maybe you just need to lay that need out like Hezekiah did. So that physical act becomes prophetically symbolic of a reality that will impact the invisible and bring you the victory in your family. Because I believe that your family can have the victory in whatever you do. Because God is with you. And when we pray continually, God will bless us. God will give us the victory if we seek Him in that direct intimacy that He wants from us. And that's what we're going to do right now as we move to our encounter segment. I want today to encourage you. And I want to encourage you to lay your prayers out to the Lord. Write them down. You know, whatever you need, write them down. I know that might seem silly. And why am I doing this? I don't have time to do this. You need to make time. You need to make time to do this because God wants to bless you. God wants to encourage you in spirit. And he wants to have that intimate time with you, that life-giving time 
He wants to give to you today. And He wants to give it to your family. So let's pray today that God will give you that time to seek after Him in that intimate time that He wants with you. Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, for each family member that is listening today. Lord, we come together as a family. My family come together in praying for the families of this country, the families of this world, to lift them up and encourage them in the Holy Spirit. God, we just pray that your Spirit come upon them, Lord, in confidence, knowing, Lord, that they can do all things through Christ who gives them the strength. And knowing that when this enemy comes in like a flood, you will raise up a standard against him. And, Lord, we pray that in the name of Jesus, God, knowing that you can give us the victory. So I just, Lord, pray for each family, each father that's listening. Lord, I pray that he rise up today to be the spiritual leader. He rise up, Lord, to sacrifice his own interest to enhance the family's interest. God, to lay aside the childish things in his life, Lord, and become the man you have created him to be. Lord, I pray for each woman that's listening, each mother. Lord, that is listening today to encourage her, knowing, Lord, that her prayers are not going to go unanswered. Lord, that the longings in her heart, you know, and you have, Lord, in your hand, and you will bless her. So encourage her today, knowing you are there, and you hear her each time she prays. God, I pray for the children today. Lift them up. Grow them in your spirit and your understanding. Through the book of Proverbs, we can learn your wisdom and your understanding. Lord, let us uh, seek after you and your wisdom to grow more in you, to grow more in your understanding. Lord, I pray these things in the name of Jesus, knowing you will answer us and give us all that we need. Amen. I didn't hear you. Come on. Someone say amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Awesome. Well, I believe God has you given you the victory today. Each family member, uh, he wants to give you the victory. And I want to encourage you through that today. So now it's time to activate. Someone say, activate. That's right. We're going to activate. We're not just going to learn something and throw it away and forget it. Because, you know, uh, we forget sometimes a lot what we hear and what we read. But the thing is, when we activate what we've learned and what we've heard, then we don't forget it. That's right. And we need to make it a habit, which is one of our activations today. So, hey, to write it down, here we go. Number one, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop and pray right now. All right, just stop what you're doing. Pray. If you're driving, don't stop, okay, because you might be on the highway under cause a wreck. I don't want you to do that, okay? But once you get a chance, I just want you to stop. If your kids are in the car, I want you to stop and pray with them right now. Just right now. Press stop on the podcast, pray. If you don't know what to pray, just talk to God. Just talk to him. Don't just rattle off things you need. Just just thank him. Just thank him. Just praise him. Just ask for forgiveness if you need forgiveness in your heart. Uh, and then you can just intercede for your family. Intercede for, for those your loved ones. Uh, just stop and pray. Five minutes, ten minutes, whatever long it takes. Right now, pray. Right now, stop. Okay, good. All right. All right. Number two, activate is make it a habit. That's right. What I said before, you need to continually pray out loud. Not just you, but out loud with your family, with your wife, uh, with your kids. Pray. Okay. If it's at the dinner table and, you had, and you're praying over your food, pr- just pray. Pray for, you know, and thank him and praise him and, and, and honor him and then intercede as you're praying for the food. It might take three minutes, five minutes. Your family's like, okay, can we eat now? <laughs> right? But just pray. Make it a habit. Make it a habit in your family. Okay? Uh, please do that. 
It's awesome. Number three, and if you think you're praying wrong or God hasn't given you the answer yet, think of new ways, just like Hezekiah did as he laid out uh, his burden, the letter uh, symbolically to the Lord. Lay your burdens out to the Lord. Write them down. Okay, write them down and just lay them out. I know it might seem silly to some of you and might not be silly to some of you. One of the things we hate to do is change. And some of the things we need to do when we pray is change how we pray. So God can uh, bless us through that. So do that today. So number one, stop and pray. Number two, make it a habit. And number three, you know, if you, if you, th- you think God's not answering uh, what you've prayed for, find some other way to pray, like laying it out, writing it down, uh, writing it on your wall, uh, having your kids pray, you know, out loud, whatever it might be. Do that today because I want to encourage you. I want to live with the family and I want you to be all God has called you to be to reach your full potential in Christ. Amen. All right. Amen. Good job. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's it. That's all I got today. I wanted to bless you with that. I want to encourage you with that. Please listen again. If you didn't get everything, uh, rewind, re, 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 rewind. That's right. Uh, if you haven't got everything so you can get all God has for you today in that Proverbs uh, chapter three, five and six, you need to seek and you need to do, you need to learn those words. And have that direct, intimate time with God. Uh, so thanks for listening. You know, uh, we are here to uplift the family. And from that, lift up the world. It's all through the family. Amen? All right. Well, hey, man, if you want to get a hold of us, you always can. We have a P.O. Box here in San Antonio, which is P.O. Box 592224. That's P.O. Box 592224. San Antonio, Texas, 78259. Or you can always email me. I would love for you to email me, tell me your story, tell me some things, ask some questions. You know, and I'll share them on the air and answer those for you. I would love to email you back and encourage you. So please, that is Philip S. Shelley. That's P-H-I-L-I-P, one L, S, and then Shelley, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, at gmail.com. Awesome to hear from all of you. And that's why we're here to encourage you. And remember, this has been a P-Shells, a Diva Divine, Four Shells production. And remember to equip, encounter, and activate your faith today and every day. Peace.